from the Newstalk ZB Newsroom. This is News Fix. Good morning, I'm Neva Manu, and this is your morning News Fix for Monday, 16th of May. In this update, a warning we've reached a critical point in the battle with dirty energy and transport. The government will announce its long awaited emissions reduction plan today after last week unveiling a carbon budget. It sets standards for exactly how much carbon dioxide can be released into the atmosphere over the next 13 years. A sustainable energy expert says, first off, we need to ban the use of coal and in the long term, natural gas. Massey University Emeritus Professor Ralph Sims says our second biggest problem is transport, our fastest growing emitter. The lower socioeconomic groups haven't got a bus stop nearby and they have to get to work and they can't afford an electric car. This is the real challenge for government. The Prime Minister will undertake what duties she can remotely this week after testing positive for COVID. Jacinda Ardern has been in isolation since last Sunday, when her partner Clark Gayford tested positive. She had a clear positive COVID test on Saturday morning, making her required to isolate until the morning of Saturday, May 21st. It means she won't be in Parliament for the release of the government's emissions reduction plan today or for the budget on Thursday. Her trade mission to the United States later this month is unaffected at this stage. Deputy Prime Minister Grant Robertson will face media at the post-Cabinet press conference today. After decades of staying out of NATO, both Finland and Sweden now want in. NATO allies have met in Berlin overnight, joined by representatives of the Finnish and Swedish governments. Finland has confirmed it will apply to join, and Sweden says it's working towards it. Europe correspondent Gavin Gray told Kate Hawksby, Russia's president has indicated there will be consequences. If the whole point of going to war with Ukraine for Russia was to prevent the expansion of NATO, it is having the opposite effect. 10,000 Allied health staff are striking, postponing hospital, community and outpatient care. Efforts to settle a pay claim by the workers, which includes professionals like lab technicians, physiotherapists and pharmacists, have failed. An offer by the District Health Boards on Friday was rejected. A DHB spokesperson says acute and emergency services will be available during today's 24-hour strike. The Associate Health Minister admits there's an unmet need within the country's eating disorder services. Newsdog ZB can reveal wait times are on the rise, with more people turning up at hospital in crisis. Documents obtained under the Official Information Act show officials are also worried about the hidden demand unknown to the health system. Ahead of this week's budget, Aisha Verrill says there's a strong case for improvement. What we need to do is to make sure that those specialist services are built up. Now that will take a lot of time. It won't be, uh, it won't be something that just one budget will fix. The last significant investment into eating disorder services was in 2009. There's a whiff of good news in the air for people living near two smelly Christchurch processing plants. Tensions ran high and council workers were booed at a public meeting over the Bromley area's ongoing stench on Friday. Proposals on how to provide relief for residents will be put to the council tomorrow, including a community pop-up health centre and even paid trips out of town. In sport, overnight leader Ryan Fox has finished in a tie for second, two strokes behind the winner at the latest European Tour golf event in Belgium. He earns $276,000 for his effort. A try to prop Ollie Norris on full time has seen the Chiefs escape with a 33-30 Super Rugby Pacific victory over the Rebels. And the Premier League football title race remains alive after Manchester City's 